Yo, 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 it's your boy, Preacher Boy, and we back with another episode of Chats with Preacher Boy. We're continuing our mini-series, Marriage, The Rise, The Falls, and The Triumphs. And this week's episode in the mini-series is Marriage. But before we kick off, y'all know we got to open up with a little word of prayer. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you again, dear God. We thank you for another day, dear God, a Friday that you allowed us to make it to, dear God. God, we thank you for carrying us throughout this week, dear God, knowing that you had our back and you brought us through anything that we went through, dear God. God, we ask that you forgive us for anything that we've done wrong, knowingly or unknowingly, dear God. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness and any hindrances, any weights, remove it from our lives, dear God. God, I ask that you shape and mold me, dear God, and mold my mouth to say what you want me to say to your people, dear God. Allow it to be a helpful tool in whatever they're going through, dear God. Allow me to say something that can prick their hearts and help find them in whatever they're dealing with, dear God. Allow it to bring encouragement, dear God, and strength to continue to push on, dear God. God, I ask that you remove any bit of self, any bit of fleshly motives, dear God. Take it out of the equation, dear God. God, we want more of you and less of us, dear God. God, I ask that you continue to strengthen those that are listening to the podcast and those who plan to listen, you be with them like only you know how to do, dear God. Open up doors that people continue to close in their face, dear God. Continue to make ways out of escape for individuals and let your presence be made known unto them, dear God. And we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. It's in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. So like I said, we're continuing our mini-series, Marriage, The Rise, The Falls, and The Triumphs. And this week, we are covering marriage. So part one, we discussed embracing your singleness. Part two, we discussed dating and courting. And now part three, we're going in heavy on marriage. This week, we're going to have a special guest towards the end of this podcast who's going to share what marriage meant to them. And they're going to be able to explain to you all how personal how personal, and how meaningful marriage is in their lives. So let's go ahead and kick this thing off. So the key verse for this week for marriage is Genesis 2, 18, 21 through 24. And the word of the Lord says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she has she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. So what is marriage everybody? What 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 is this thing that is called marriage? You know, we have these different interpretations and different definitions of what the word may mean to us. You know, we have what society deems marriage is. We have 
the biblical standpoint on marriage. We have our emotional stance on marriage, but we're going to get to the nitty gritty on what it truly means. But before I give you the biblical meaning of the word marriage, I'm going I'm to tell you what Webster and Dictionary.com says the meaning of marriage is. It's the state of, be- it's the state of being united as, as a spouse in a consensual and contractual relationship recognized by law. Broadly, any of the diverse forms of interpersonal union established in various parts of the world to form a familial bond that is recognized legally, religiously, or socially, granting the participating partners mutual rights and responsibilities. So as you look at the blandness of these meanings that man have defined marriage as, this is how society today views marriage. And you listen to these definitions and you can sense the lack of true understanding of what marriage truly is and its purpose and why it was designed in the first place. So the biblical meaning of marriage, it's an intimate and complementing union between a man and a woman in which the two become one physically in the whole of life. Marriage is the physical covenant on earth to represent the relationship that God has with his children. The relationship of Christ and the church is represented in scripture is exactly how marriage is supposed to be shown as. So a few key things that I want you to keep in mind about what marriage is. The sacredness of marriage. This is what I want you to remember. Marriage is not merely a human agreement between two consenting individuals or a civil union How as the society has labeled it as it is a relationship before and under God Genesis 2 and 22 intimacy of marriage another thing I want you to remember marriage is the most intimate of all human relationships uniting a man and a woman in one flesh Genesis 2 23 through 25 marriage involves leaving one's family of origin and being united to one spouse which signifies the establishment of a new family unit distinct from the two originating families. While one flesh suggests sexual intercourse and normally procreation, at its very heart, the concept entails the establishment of a new kinship relationship between two previously unrelated individuals and families by the most intimate of human bonds. And the last point I want you to remember is the exclusiveness of marriage. Marriage is not only permanent. Keep that in mind. It's not only permanent, sacred, intimate, and mutual. It is also exclusive. Genesis 2, 22 through 25 and 1 Corinthians 7, 2 through 5. This means that no other human relationship must interfere with the marriage commitment between husband and wife. No other interferences. No brother, no sister, no cousin, no auntie, no uncle. Nobody should be interrupting and intervening in a marriage between a husband and wife. For this reason, Jesus treated sexual immorality of a married person, including even a husband's lustful thoughts, with utmost seriousness. You could refer to Matthew 5 and 28 and 19 and 9. For the same reason, premarital sex is also illegitimate since it violates the exclusive claims of one's future spouse. So what is the purpose of marriage? Now we understand what is marriage and what it means both on the society's 
aspect and also the biblical standpoint on what marriage was designed for and what it and what it what it means. So the purpose of it is these two points right here. God in the beginning ordained marriage in the family unit as the first and most important institution on earth. The first and most important institution on earth. God's plan for marriage consists of one male and one female who become one flesh, i.e. united physically and spiritually. They're tied together as one. They're on one accord. They're walking in agreement together. They're not walking one in front of the other, but side by side, hand in hand, i.e. that's why as you read the, the key verse for today, you notice that God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam so that he could take the rib, which is on the side. Pay attention. So he pay attention to this. He took he took the rib that's on the side and put it in a woman. That that ex, that that's an example to show that we're supposed to, in a marriage we're supposed to be walking side by side, husband and wife, not husband in front of the wife and the wife in front of, or the wife in front of the husband. No, they're supposed to be side by side as a unit. The institution of marriage excludes meaning it does not include adultery, polygamy, homosexuality, immoral, immoral living and unscriptural divorce. The another purpose for marriage is to procreate or to reproduce. In a nutshell, to have sex and establish a family. I want you to remember that. The per- another purpose of marriage was to procreate, for us to procreate, to reproduce, or in a nutshell, if you want to sum it all up, just to get it down to Barney style, to have sex and establish a family. Marriage is a beautiful covenant that God gave to us, but it was tainted when man fell and sinned. What God deemed as pure now became tainted and fell out of purpose to its original plan it was designed for. Family was meant to be brought about through a marriage covenant. Sex was meant to be done strictly through marriage. Its full potential is reached when the marriage is recognized the right way, and that's how God originally designed it for, for it to be like. Marriage is something sacred. Like, we take it so so haphazardly where we think we could just jump into a marriage and jump out when we feel like it, but it's a sacred covenant. It's something that was a gift to us, something that expressed our relationship that we have with Christ, how Christ in the church is. That was a physical, marriage is the physical embodiment of that. Like I stated before, Hosea 2, 19 and 20 says, and I will betroth thee unto me forever. Yea, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness and in judgment and in loving kindness and in mercies. I will even betroth thee unto me in faithfulness and thou shalt know the Lord. In Bible times, that word betrothal was a covenant commitment as binding. Check this out. As the, the word betrothal was a covenant commitment as binding as marriage itself. It was important. So God was showing, he was explaining, he was explaining to us in his word that marriage is the physical example here on earth for us to show how our relationship is with him. 
So that's why it's so sacred. That's why it's not to be taken lightly. It's not to be taken so loosely and as a joke or as something you could just toy around with and just play with. It's something that's sacred. God here promised to restore Israel to a covenant relationship by redeeming his love and cause them to know him in a real and personal way. So marriage is the number one. I want you to remember the purpose was of marriage was to establish a family and to procreate, to reproduce. It says it. It says it in the Bible. Be fruitful and multiply. That's that's what God told Adam. Be be fruitful and multiply. And how do you be fruitful and multiply? You have sex with your wife and have kids and establish a family. That's how you do that. But it was then tainted when man fell short. And in the next two weeks, we're going to dig even deeper to that as far as the roles in a marriage and how a husband's supposed to treat their wives and wives are supposed to treat their husbands. But until then, I want you to hear this, this explanation on what marriage means to this individual. This individual I went to school with, we, were, we, had a, we had a class together our senior year. She was a clown. She was a fool. I'm telling you, I've seen her grow into a better person along the years and how much she's progressed is, is truly a blessing. And God is doing great things in her marriage. And I'm so thankful that she was able to share with us on today about this. So without further ado, I'm going to let you guys hissen, listen to what marriage means to Essence Crossley. Listen to this. Well, everybody, I pray that y'all are having a blessed day. I got our special guest here, Essence Crossley. And she's going to share with y'all what it means to her about what marriage means to her. And she's going to kind of share her side so y'all can get a, a real life experience and a real life meaning on it besides my viewpoint. So Essence, go ahead, take it away and share with everybody how you feel about marriage. Okay. And hey, Marcus, I, me personally, I think these days marriage has to be, I think I think people kind of like need a wake up call as far as like marriage goes because this day and age has social media to kind of ping off of. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people come into marriage with this unreal expectation of, oh, matching clothes and our kids are going to match and we're going to be perfect every single day and, you know, life's going to flow this way. And it's just really a fallacy. Like, it's really a fantasy. It really is. Yep. Social media brings, in my opinion, the worst light to marriage. They don't like to talk about, you know, the days where, you know, money may be a little tight or, you know, when, when things are going wrong with the children or the kids are acting up at daycare, school, mm-hmm. you know, you have work, you have so many different factors that play into being married. It's not just, oh, let's go get a marriage license. And I feel like that's what a lot of people think it is. Like, they're like, oh, let's exactly. go get married, let's go get married. And it's, it's not easy. And I tell people, like, this is something that you really work on every single day. Mm-hmm. Because if you're really true to yourself and believing in God and having faith, you know, every single day is something that you can work on as a person, you know, as a mm-hmm. wife, as a spouse, as a parent. You know, so me personally, when I first got married, I can I can say like, okay, so we waited, we got together and we got married when we were two years in. I had already had a baby. We already had our son together mm-hmm. uh, and then we got married and I will just honestly say like it was rocky. It was rocky in the beginning because I feel like I went into it with this expectation 
of social media, like how it how it was perceived, and not all the way because I know you know I, I come from a divorce a divorce set of parents, so yeah. I know what it's like to see a marriage not work, to see a marriage go down the drain, to see one of the spouses make mistakes, you know, just to see the blame, how people, how, how spouses tend to blame one another when things go wrong, just to see all of that, I've seen how a marriage could be unperfect, you know, how we can have flaws, mm -hmm. but I also went into it not thinking that that would be me because of the relationship that we had prior, mm -hmm. but going into marriage, you know, I felt, I felt in the beginning like, wow, like, you know, maybe, maybe this was rushed because I got married at 20. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, maybe this was rushed. So our whole first year of marriage was just, it was like how people say, like the first year is the hardest. The first year was very, very hard for us. Even though we had already been together for two years, we have been living, and I know it's not ideal, but we have been living together. We had a baby, you know, uh -huh. then we got married. I mean, you know, in, in all of the stuff that we did, the way that I think the way that we did it, the order that we did everything is why our first year was so tough. Mm -hmm. So going into the second year, which was just recently, we're rolling this, we just came up into our second year of marriage, July, not July, excuse me, June the 30th. So with that being said, that was my whole second year. My second year was amazing. You know, everything kind of just flowed. We kind of put everything in a position to where we're doing less arguing and trying to communicate more about things. Because like I said, mm -hmm. when you have children, you have, everything has to kind of come together for a day to day. Like yes. if everybody's leaving out the house at eight 30 in the morning and everyone won't get back until six, six 30, my husband gets in at five, five 30 and I get in at seven, you know, come in and make dinner, you know, have that done, you know, be courteous to your spouse. I think mm -hmm. people forget to be nice. They forget to be courteous. They forget to think of their spouse. You know, a lot of people, are set in roles. Me and my husband, we're not set in roles. Like, my husband, he'll wash clothes. He'll sweep. He'll mop. My husband will clean. He'll cook. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of people are set in gender roles. Like, oh, the wife is supposed to do X, Y, and Z. Take care of the kids. Do this, do that. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. Like, my husband will take the kids on the weekend. I can go hang out with friends. No worry. My husband is a little older, so he likes to stay home. He likes to play his game. You know, we found what works for us. Um, you know, also in the beginning, we were, like, real clingy. You know, like, real, like, I want to spend all my time with you. <laughs> yeah, I feel I'm it. I feel it. <laughs> Yeah, as I'm going into year two, three of marriage, it's like, man, I found that your own personal time is amazing. It's, mm -hmm. it's awesome. Even if it's just going to go show by myself or letting my husband, you know, hang out with friends, whatever the case may be, having that independent time away from your spouse is perfect. I can go up the road and hang out with friends. My husband will sit here, play his game. That'll be his time. You know, he works all week long. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know. These days, balance, balance, you have to have balance in a marriage, yep. you know, there has to be rules, and I know people are like, rules in a marriage, that's not your parent, but it doesn't matter, you're supposed to respect your spouse, exactly. as if, you know, y'all are partners, y'all are one and the same, so you, it's not like, oh, well, I don't have to ask, it's not about asking. Mm -hmm. It's about letting your spouse know, like, hey, you know, I'm interested in this. I want to go do this. I want to check this out. And you get their input. You know, I mean, it's it's all about compromise. So you need balance, compromise, rules. Mm -hmm. um, in, in my opinion, you need standards. You have to have a certain standard to hold your partner to, you know, to hold them accountable for their role and their, their part that they play in your household. You know, setting up schedules, you know, for dishes. Who's going to wash the dishes after dinner? Who's going to cook dinner tonight? You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's, it, it a lot ties into to marriage and if if anything else i would love for people to stop just jumping into it and ending up with with kids and a divorce like i i'm yep. i'm seeing that so much these days and i'm seeing friends just 
jump into situations and jump into marriages. And I know, you know, from us not quitting, we got through that first year and we it made us really appreciate mm-hmm. the other year, the, the, the year that we just passed up of, man, of being married. Like, wow, like it works, you know. Just having faith and, and praying about it and praying for your partner, praying mm-hmm, for, your sp- mm-hmm. for your spouse's family, you know, merging two different families is a lot. So exactly, like that's people, true. People think, yeah, people think it's easy, but you got to gotta have a new mom and dad over here. Your spouse has to have one. You know, not all the time everybody agrees and, and gets along. So it's, it's just, it's so many different things. But like I say to people all the time is, I don't think a marriage can work without God. I don't think that you will be able to be 110% successful if, you, if one of the partners or not both partners doesn't have a relationship within themselves as far as them and their faith goes. Mm-hmm. You have to, you gotta have something to believe in and, and a foundation for your marriage to stand on. And and I've worked on that myself as well because I was not all the way into church and all that type of stuff previously, but as I'm getting more and further into marriage, I'm I'm all for that. I'm all for it. Like I said, I feel like that middle puzzle piece is I don't know what everyone believes in God, whatever your religion is. That that your religion should play a major role in your relationship. And I, like I said, I think I think it helps. So it's it's plenty of different things to to keep in mind when when being married. But yep. you know, like I said, keeping putting your spouse first and and really just trying to not be perfect. I think things will, will be okay. Yes, people also do that as well. They try to put on this perfect image while they're dating exactly. and they get married yes. and, and expose right. Yeah. So, you know, it's about it's a bunch of different things, but that's really my outlook on it. I love marriage. I tell people all the time, you know, don't give up. There's somebody out here for you. People think the first guy they run into they're supposed to marry and it does not work out like that. Some people are just to be dated. That's it. Exactly. Some people don't people some people are not marriage material, but I'll, this I'll end it with this. You do not walk into a marriage being marriage material. You mm-hmm. do not walk into a marriage being marriage material. You become marriage material over the years. Okay, no I one like starts that. I like that. I yeah, like that. no one starts out perfect. So as you and your spouse continues to grow together, y'all will become the ideal husband and wife that your partner looks for. So, uh, like I said, that's that's my out outlook or my outtake on on marriage and the whole perception of it i love it i, I really do so and I'm, I'm i'm so happy that you let me speak about it today because it, it's a it's a touchy subject for people and it's also a really warm subject for some and for me it's a warm subject even though things are not perfect and there'll be some days where you're arguing about maybe taco sauce or you use too many wipes <laughs> you use too many wipes or you use too many pampers or where's the cream for this you know whatever mm-hmm. but you know, at the end of the day, you don't go to bed mad and, and, and you try. You just try. You keep trying. Keep trying. Not, and those that goes to the people who genuinely want to be married. Not the, the men who go out or the women who go out every other weekend doing X, Y, and Z and then want uh-huh. their spouse to forgive them come Monday. No, we're not. Exactly. We're not talking to you. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that, that's my outtake on it, buddy. That is my outtake on it. Essence, I want to say I greatly appreciate you for taking the time to do this with me. One thing I want to say and point out, I pray that God continue to strengthen y'all's marriage and continue to open different doors for y'all. I know he's doing great things. I see I see y'all's pictures all the time on Facebook and how you guys promote each other and I and I just yes, love it. Yes, yes. And, and we and we need more so we need more of that. We need more young couples cuz I tell people all the time, you can get married young. There's nothing wrong with getting married young, but right, you got to realize right. it's work. It takes work. It's work. It's yes, not sir. it's not that 
you can't say it takes 50 50 no because that means you're leaving another 50 percent out somewhere and who are you giving that 50 percent yep. to it should be 100 yep. 100 yep i agree 100 100 yeah you have to get put your best self forth in order to get a good a, a good product of marriage. I, I so agree, Marcus. Thanks so, so, so much for having me. Thank I you really, so really, much. I cannot wait to listen. <laughs> I can't wait until we get to play this back and listen to it a little while ago. We were just in class together. <laughs> <laughs> getting into, well, I was getting into trouble. You telling me us and stay out of trouble. So I, I enjoyed this today. I really did. Like I said, thanks so much for having me. Not a problem. Not a problem. As you hear the passion and the emotion that was expressed when sharing what marriage meant to her, you see the seriousness that she takes when talking about it and also being a part of it. Marriage isn't something that should be taken lightly. And I want you all to take that as a key note for this week as we continue to deal with marriage the next couple of weeks and we truly find out the rise, the falls and the triumphs. I want you to really understand that marriage is a sacred covenant. It's something that should be taken serious. It's something that God blessed us with and God gave to us. And it's something that we shouldn't just take as a joke or play around with or just play loosely with. So as you go throughout this weekend, I, I pray that you remember what was shared and what was spoken. And also, I want you to keep in mind not to rush into marriage at also. Don't rush into marriage. Continue to, one, embrace your singleness. Two, date and then court. And then three, that's when you can start leading into marriage. But as we continue to go forth in marriage, the rise, the falls, and the triumphs, you're going to continue to get a better understanding and you'll be able to see the different individuals as they share their experiences and as they share their rise, falls, and triumphs. So I pray that you have a blessed weekend. I pray that you continue to seek the Lord in every decision and everything that you do. I pray that you are able to get some rest on this weekend after a long, busy week. You know, those of us who are off for the weekends rather than off during the week, you know, continue to get you some rest, but also give God some time on this weekend. Dedicate some time to him and express how much you love him by showing him and taking some time to taking some time out of your day to say, you know what, God, I'm going to get in my word a little bit. You know what, God, I'm going to praise you a little bit. I'm going to sing some songs to you. You know what I'm saying? Do, do something out of the ordinary for God. You know, if you guys ever need anything, if you ever desire to talk and share and speak one-on-one or get a better understanding of things, feel free to contact me. Get in contact with Preacher Boy. I have no issues at all with you reaching out to me. But I pray that y'all have a blessed weekend. I pray that you continue to get rest. And I pray that the Lord continues to speak to you and use you and guide you in every aspect of your lives. I love you all. Y'all be blessed.